can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Hump days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. Welcome. I'm sorry if I sound like shit compared to normal. I have officially moved to Florida. I am currently in Port St. Lucie in a rental house, and I don't have any of my setup. No mic, no big computer, so I'm just on my laptop with the mic laptop. I have no green screen to do my backdrop, none of that fun happy jazz. So I am just here to educate you and to listen as you're driving down the road and having fun with me. I have been taking my CPU instructor exam. Let me tell you guys and gals, that's kind of brutal. They drill you, but it's amazing though. I have learned a lot just by taking this course. And not only as far as the information that's in the book that obviously we don't always pay attention to on a daily basis, but also how to speak better at certain things because everybody knows like my high energy is really big and a lot of people have problems with that. So they can't keep up with me. And it's just, it's, it's been a blessing. It's been fun. All of the proctors have been amazing. And, you know, PHTA has been very, very knowledgeable and, and helping and always willing to to answer any questions that come up because you know me, I'm very detailed, right? Anyhow, so on this episode, I want to talk about profitability ratios. What are they? What happens with your business? You know, why is it important? So profitability ratios, right? That means that it's the measurement of the company's ability to earn profits related to sales, revenue, operating costs, balance sheet assets, shareholder equity, right? All that fun, happy jazz that goes on with the profitability ratios. So let's talk about like the types of ratios, right? So there are two types of ratios on the profitability side. You have your margin and your return ratio. So the two types calculations measure your financial health and your financial performance. So your margin ratios, you want to talk about how effectively a company transforms sales revenues into profits. Because everybody knows you can't, you can have all the sales in the world, but if you're not turning a profit into, from those sales, not really into it, but from those sales, you're not going to stay in business. You're not going to have a business, right? So break down three common margin ratios that I use. So gross profit, operations, and net profit. All three have a huge difference. And understanding the ratios help you gain control of that business, of your cash flow, of what's going on. So let me break those down for you, right? Let's break those into its own little category. So let's talk about gross profit margin ratio. So gross profit margin, it's basically the first profitability ratio calculated by business. It should be because that is your gross, right? 
that is how it's measured into a sales income. And a company has left over after it covers cost of goods. So COGS, right? Remember whenever I went over the accounting and we were talking about COGS, right? Cost of goods sold. So your gross profit is known as your company's gross profit margin, right? You calculate this by the formula. So the easy little formula, right? Your initial figures need to be completed on your hopefully God, I hope, I hope you're keeping up with your numbers. So you take your gross profit, you divide that by your revenue, which is your quote unquote, your net sales, right? And then that equals your gross profit margin. So are you operating your business at a 30%, at a 20%, at a 50%? What is that gross profit margin? So higher gross profit margins indicate that you have more money left over to cover operating expenses, taxes, depreciation, excuse me, other business costs, right? Sorry. Huh. It may result in higher profits to owners and shareholders. So let's say you are netting a 50% gross margin. That is great because an average contractor nets probably about a 30 to a 40%. That's about the average on gross profit margin, right? So let's talk about operating profit margin ratio now. So once you calculate your gross profit ratio, now we can help figure out your operating profit, right? Operating profit or which is also referred to as earnings before interest and taxes, which is like your EBITDA, right? Your EBIT. So that takes your gross profit and you deduct operating expenses. And so those expenses include commission, um, administrative, and other just general costs that you may have, whether it's insurance, gas, tax, you know, all the fun things that come on, like on my expense account, I have it actually broken down where if I have like all my fleet trucks, right, I have, I have truck expenses and then I have each truck has their own little line item. And then underneath each one of those trucks, I break it down for maintenance, whether it's oil changes, tire rotations, toll tags, even like we go in and look at the toll tags to see which one's being more profitable, which one's not, um, that sort of stuff, right? So you want to break it down into individual categories so you can keep up with it. So you calculate your company's operating profit margin, your operating profit margin by the formula, which is going to be your operating profit. You take that, you divide that by your revenue, which is your AKA, you know, your, your net sales, that equals your operating profit margin, right? Please don't forget that. If you if you don't use QuickBooks or whatever you're using, that formula is what you need. So say you're trying to do something on job very quickly and you want to know, okay, well, I know my operating, you know, my operating profit needs to be X. So I take that divided by the revenue. And so that's my profit margin, right? So with that, once you get that operating profit margin, it'll show if your company is operating on a low profit margin, especially if your gross product margin is healthy, like you want it low, right? And it could be a sign that you're spending too much on your operating costs because the, the good rule of thumb is your operating costs, you don't want more than probably about five to 7%. I've seen some business be able to be okay on 10, but that's still very high. Like you want it as low as possible. All right. So let's now talk about kind of your net profit ratio. You want to take that profitability that you're doing and measure what matters most to you, right? Your company's profit net. So that reveals how much money your company actually earns 
all the way to the bottom line. So what you net, what you take home. So net margin shows the percentage of the profit your company keeps from the seller's revenue after all expenses, right? That's after you're operating, you're not operating, savings accounts, all that fun, happy jazz that you pay. So a formula that you use for that is, of course, before I get to the formula, you want to always check your income statement for the initial figures because you've got to check your income statement to be able to plug in this equation. So you get what your net income divided by your revenue. That's going to be your net profit margin, right? The high net profit margin normally indicates that your company is operating successfully. The higher the net profit, the better your company is. Your business has got to do good at managing cost and pricing for its goods and services. So let's say that you, let's say that you're buying a, a filter at the the supplier and you're spending $900 on this filter, but let's say this homeowner can get it for $700, right? That's a $200 difference. Are you, is it worth that extra $200 to match that and be negative? Absolutely not. Make sure you're keeping your cost down low because as we know, everybody tries tries so hard to keep costs down low, but with prices increasing across the board everywhere, it it's super hard to be able to be like, okay, I don't I don't know what it's going to be because my prices are all over the place. Insurance are going up, gas is going up, toll tags are going up, tires, gas, oil changes, you know. So it's good whenever you're starting to learn how to do your numbers, you write all this down and you check it every month, right? At the end of the month, you go back and check everything again in your account. Now I check my stuff once a week. Because I need to make sure that we're where we're supposed to be and I'm not fucking up shit because I don't want to, right? So check it once a week, minimum, once a month. Now, I mostly mean some people don't like to, whatever. Your choice. Okay, so I need more in here. Sorry, I'm super tired. All right. So now let's talk about return ratios. So return ratios show whether a business generates a profit for the owners and or shareholders, however your business is set up. And the two most common return ratios is the business calculate that are the assets, which are return on assets, not assets, I'm sorry, return on assets, which I like to say it's ROA, right? Return on assets and return on equity. So ROE, so ROA and ROE, return on assets and return on equity. So let's talk about return on assets, right? So your return on assets is your company returns on the assets, which is also return on investment. So that's what we talked about with marketing, right? When you market, are you doing a return on investment, quote unquote, return on assets? Because if you're marketing and you're spending, let's say you're spending 50,000 a year on marketing, you should be getting a minimum off that 50,000. You should be getting well over into the over a million for that year if you're spending 50,000, right? That's your return on investment. Because it's all about efficiency. It indicates how good your company is returning its investment into a profit. So put it another way. So let's talk about your return on assets, measuring how successfully your company uses the assets and its disposal to improve the bottom line. So what I mean by that is if you are, let's say, okay, your asset's going to be an individual that goes out there and measures the pool, Right. That's considered asset because you need a zip level. Or I'm sorry, I measure pool, but to when you're doing pool building, let's well you well back up. We can do measuring pool. It's fine. Let's talk about your little willy, right? So that's an asset. Your willy that things are like sixty bucks, give or take, depending on which willy you want. 
So that's an asset. So by doing that, is that asset going to be good for the company to improve your bottom line to make you sales? Absolutely. So make sure when you're getting asset stuff, it's going to make you money. You're not just buying shit that's going to sit in your storage unit like I have. Right. I've got so much shit in my storage. So the formula that I use for this is going to be your net income divided by your total assets, which equals your return of assets percentage. So a high ROA indicates that your company will or can potentially earn efficiently using available assets. Now, for me, I personally don't use the ROA very much because I I already know what it is. But for the most part, some people do not and they need to, right? So if you're just starting out a business and you want to make sure that, hey, is this a good asset to purchase? You know, is a truck a good asset to purchase? What's the cost of it? You know, these numbers can help you figure that out. All right. So let's talk about return on equity. So investors in the business, they want to be more concerned with their equity calculations than any other financial matrix, right? So ROE, return on equity, right? It shows how well a company can use shareholder investments to generate profits. So let's say you have an equity member that's going to give you $100,000 to start this business, business, right? The angel investor, that investor, whatever it may be, wants to know, okay, if I give you $100,000, how long is it going to take me to recoup that money? Where am I going to get? What's my net income figure for that? So use your balance sheet. Like you've got to use a balance sheet for this. So take your net income divided by your average shareholder equity, and that equals your return on equity percentage. That number is huge, especially if you're trying to get like an angel investor or a private investor or something like that, because that uses to evaluate company management. A low ROE in case, you know, management is doing a poor job and using the investor's funds to generate a return, which you don't want that, right? You want a high number for that ROE. So let's talk about why profitability ratios matter. So every business is concerned with making a profit, right? You have to be. As an owner or a shareholder, the easiest way to tell if your company's going to generate a healthy bottom line is to review the profitability ratios. Profitability ratios attract investors if you want to get an investor. So investors want to know what the company has the potential to turn a healthy profit before they invest in any cash. And as, as anybody, like we're, we're in to make money. And same thing for the investors, right? They want to make sure that their money is covered and they're not just blowing $100,000. So by reviewing that company's profitability ratio, it's a simple way to analyze whether a business is performing well or not performing well. You can also compare a company's performance with competitors. So as a startup business, you're, you're of course not going to earn the same amount of income as a more established business. And you're still like, my, my company is probably going to be way more than your startup business, right? Your company's earnings may, may not even be close to what you want it to be. But by comparing profitability ratios, aka like percentages, um, you want to make sure that you show your business measuring up to others in the same industry. Because earning less money than a company doesn't automatically mean that your business is less profitable. It just means that you either have a higher margin, lower margin, whatever it may be, just because you make less money. Because you can have a business like when I coach my clients, I have some clients that generate a hundred, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're making more money than some of my businesses that are generating a million dollars a year. Like, don't think of, okay, well, the, I know this company is a multi-million dollar company and I'm only like a 200 million, you know, it's not million, but $200,000 $200, a year company. That doesn't mean that your business is less profitable to them. And in some instances, it's actually 
the lesser values are more profitable than some of the higher ones, right? So don't don't justify that. Because financial ratios, they help uncover areas of your business that need work, right? You track your company's basic financial statements. The numbers alone doesn't always tell the whole story. I always tell people like, yes, we focus on numbers, but we have to add in the profitability ratios. We have to add in if the business actually performs with efficiency in specific areas, what areas is not efficient. For example, like if your gross profit margin is decreasing and your filter cleans and it's increasing on your salt salt cleans, what are we doing? Like, are you spending more on DE? Where, where is that going wrong? So it's good when you enter your stuff into your QuickBooks or whatnot, and you have it in there so you can keep track of it all. Another great thing about this is you can get better loans, right? So when you apply for small business loans, which I've talked about past, you know, there's so many different options out there. Lenders want a complete financial analysis of the company, make sure that you're budgeting correctly and your cash flow is healthy. Because as a borrower, you will appear less risky if your business is in good financial health, as we know, with both personal and business. So it allows you to get lower interest rate, the terms are better, you know, all that fun, happy jazz that that kind of goes into everything that you need to for those, excuse me, for those businesses and the loans and all of that that goes into it. Oh boy, I guess there's a lot of information. So what else do I want to talk about? Um, let's just talk about how to improve your profitability ratios. So what are some things that you can do as a company to help improve those ratios? So profitability ratios help you measure the financial well-being, right? As I've already told you, I want to stress that to you because if you're not keeping up with your ratios or your numbers or anything like that, this isn't, this isn't going to go well for you. So five strategies that you can boost your bottom line. I'm going to use cut unprofitable services and products from your lineup. If you are not, if you're not making money on, let's say, I guess the number one I think in our industry is going to be estimates for pool builds. A lot of people don't charge for that. In general, they give quote unquote free estimates. Y'all got to stop doing that. Your time is valuable. I charge 1500 to 2500 for a pool build estimate because I know the amount of time it takes. I, you know, I pay my designer. I pay, you know, my office staff that's doing the estimates. I pay my time to go out there, right? So it's, it's a lot that takes into play. Start charging. So cut the unprofitable services. Again, charging for pool builds. That needs to be a profit. You want to reduce your inventory. So when you come back, cut back on slow moving products. It adds benefit to reducing your inventory. So that means less money tied up in your older inventory that can free up other cash to be in other aspects of your business, whether it's hiring, whether it's getting new product because this inventory isn't, isn't going. So what I do on that aspect as far as inventory, if, if I know that I have 10 T104Ms in my inventory and I need to change those out for a different type of controller, like, right, I'm going to quick sell those T104Ms because they're not moving. And then I'm going to just sell them at what my cost is, what I paid for them, maybe like five to 10% over. And so by doing that at five, 10%, I'm still, I'm still reducing my inventory and making my cost back. So I can put that money back into something else that I need to put it in. Right. Next, I know this next one is not going to be favorite for a lot of y'all, but lower your cost. So Profitability ratios have a huge thing with costs. So what I mean by that, so let's say your business generates a ton of sales, but your expenses are high. So if you cut your cost, if you, 
well, when your expenses are high, obviously we know it cuts into your profit margins, right? So there's so many ways to cut costs, negotiate better prices with the vendors as everybody is trying to do right now, but sometimes it's hard. And then if they don't, just go buy your supplier somewhere else. You might consider also relocating out of your lease space for your warehouse. So when COVID hit for us, it was costing me $2,100 to do our lease space a month, plus insurance, plus internet, plus electricity, plus the alarm system, the cleaning company, the maintenance, you know, all that stuff. So it cost me about $40,000 a year to have an office space. When COVID hit, everybody wanted to work from home as, you, you know, as most office people did because we shut down the warehouse and we shut down the showroom for people coming in because we had a 4,000 square foot showroom with warehouses and four offices and all that stuff. So by cutting that cost, I was able to then to put that cost back into our employees, back into bonuses, back into other aspects of my businesses that we needed. And everybody loves working from home. My quality stayed the same with my employees. My customer service didn't fail. So I know not everybody can do that, but that was a huge cost that I was able to save. So my next profitability ratio is going to be attracting new clients, right? Excuse me. So it goes into marketing. Um, so in general, as we all know, it's easier and of course more cost effective to keep the customers that you already have. But by keeping customers you already have and just remarketing them, you're never going to build that customer to be able to raise your profitability margins, right? So you want to manage this process carefully by expanding your clients and boosting your company into the sales department where it's not going to overexpose you, where it's not going to be like, okay, do I, do I, Higher now? Do I not hire? I'm growing too fast. What am I doing? Because at that point, you have recently increased your prices, hopefully, by attracting new clients. They're already going to expect to pay a little bit higher prices. And so there you can get new customers to pay your higher costs and therefore help with that bottom dollar amount. So I guess um, the biggest thing for profitability ratios is even when you're not in a state in your business, when you're looking for investors, because not every business looks for investors, right? Tracking financial ratios is useful. It's helpful. It makes you understand where your business is. Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Ratios can mislead you, though, if you don't run those calculations correctly. I will tell you, I have learned from the past mistakes. When I, when I first started my business, I didn't give a shit about my numbers. I was just like, if I have money in my bank account, that's all I care about, right? I was generating a ton of revenue. I was a ton of bills going out. But whenever I went to apply for my first business loan, my banker was like, hey, send me your send me your balance sheet, your net sheet, and your, you know, I can look in your bank account to see what's going on there. So when we did that, he was like, Hey Heather, while you got all this money coming in the bank, you were actually negative every month. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm never negative in my account. I always, you know, have thirty, forty thousand dollars in the account. What the fuck are you talking about? He was like, well, honey. And again, this was like twenty years ago, right? So don't judge me on this because I started the business when I was eighteen. So this was me first starting out. Well, actually, I started this yeah when I was eighteen. He was like, you see all this money where it shows you coming in versus going out. You're spending more each month because you're having money left over from the previous month, right? You don't have enough bills to cover for that month because you're billing cycle, right? So 
make sure you're paying attention to billing cycles. Make sure you're depositing more money that month than taking out. Of course, that doesn't always happen, right? So another example is like we're pool companies, right? A particular retail you'll get is very different result if it ran its profitability ratio calculators before and after the summer. Same thing. There's no different from your business. Whenever you're running things, run it multiple before, during, after, and all that fun, happy jazz. But make sure you're checking profitability over time. It's fine to start with a small set of reports when you're first starting, but run them at regular intervals, weekly, monthly, quarterly, etc. And then, of course, as your business grows, you can add additional reports by gaining more knowledge to help you improve where you need to be at your business. And if you don't know how to do this, reach out to me. I'll be happy to help you with these. They're very simple. You can run the calculations with you. I can run the calculations with you. You can run them with my CPA if you want to. You know, if you don't want to go over with me, I, you know, I totally understand that. But I will be happy to help you with this. And finally, I guess my final word of thought, because, you know, my my episodes are short. Remember that your company profitability isn't the only figure you should be tracking as a small business owner or a large business owner or whatever size business owner you are, right? So making sure you're tracking all of your numbers, your debt to ratio, what money is going out, your income expenses, all of that fun, happy jazz. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope that we have enticed you to keep up with your numbers a little bit better and I hope you understand the differences now with profitability ratios. Until next week, I'm Heather, signing off. See you guys in Florida. Bye, hun. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 